Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Hey, let me hear your best. Whoop, whoop. Hallelujah. Whoa, my gosh. I'm on fire. Hallelujah. Listen, I've got a great message today. The first time I've ever put a compilation of like this together for this topic. And I know you're going to want to take notes. So if you don't have a piece of paper, then I want you to get one. The guys are passing them out for you. How many of you know that the word of God never returns void? Amen. It never returns void. And so I'm going to share some things about uh, the post-resurrection uh, 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 ideology of the Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is here for us to do. And so uh, I got to get right into it. How many of y'all would agree with me? The greatest miracle of all is salvation. When our spirit meets the Spirit of God and we connect on eternal things. How many of y'all would say that's just too good? Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say that's too good. Hallelujah. Turn with me to John chapter 14. Father in Jesus name. I just feel the excitement in people's hearts today to draw near to you, to hear from you. I pray, God, that this word would inspire and assure people today of their place in the kingdom. Not only their place, but they would know that they are adopted into this place. You paid a price for this place. Place This place wasn't free. That, Father, that uh, because we are adopted, we are heirs of the Most High God. And we thank you for that position. And not only are we heirs, but we have inheritance from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so, Father, today, open our hearts and speak through this word in Jesus' name. We've talked about different things about the Holy Spirit. I've talked about John chapter 14, verses 15 through 18 uh, uh, before, but I want to build something today. I want you to understand something. Your position and where you are is because God intended it to be this way. Okay? God intended it to be this way. And so Jesus is saying this about the Holy Spirit. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, one just like himself. Somebody will come and stand beside you just like Jesus is. And he said that he may abide with you for how long? No, I can't hear you. How long will he abide with you? Forever. This isn't a one-time deal. This isn't a one-time encounter. This isn't a one-time experience. This is forever, folks. See, when God does something, he sets a path and builds a foundation so that it lasts forever. It lasts forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, He's saying that with the, the guys right now because at this point there wasn't an infilling of the Spirit. He's saying he, that the Spirit is with you right now, but it will be in you. And listen, he said, I won't leave you as orphans. Uh, uh, I will come to you. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. So we need to see that the Spirit, he was talking about being with them at that time and at another time would be in them. We know that John baptizes with water, Jesus baptizes in the Spirit. He said that I'm not going to leave you, as, uh, he's not going to abandon you. 
Interesting, interesting. I won't abandon you. I'm not going to leave you like orphans. You're not going to be directionless. You're not going to be fatherless. And this is how we know that. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to our mortal bodies through his spirit who what? Dwells where now? In you, because this is Romans. There's already been a death, burial, and resurrection. Things have changed. The Spirit's just not with you, it's now in you. Now listen to the Spirit's purpose here. Therefore, everyone say therefore. therefore. Say it louder, therefore. therefore. Brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit uh, you will put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are what? Sons of God. We're sons and daughters of God. Listen to this. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You, you didn't receive a spirit to bring you back into the position of the law. You received the Spirit to move you into the new covenant of grace, the new covenant of power, the new covenant that now you're not separated from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on now, this is good stuff. Listen, but you received the Spirit of what? Adoption. By whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Jesus said, I won't leave you as orphans. How was that going to happen? You were going to be adopted. You got a new father. You, your, your, your father God is in heaven. Now listen to this. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. This is the connector. What do we bear witness to what fact? That we are what? We are children of God. Come on, somebody. Your father created the heavens and the earth. Your God is the most amazing king that there ever was or ever will be. Your Savior has went ahead for you and built a firm foundation, a mansion for you that one day you will inherit because you are an heir, because you are a child of God. This is what the Spirit does. When the Spirit lives inside of you, it brings recognition to all of those things that the Scripture tells us that we have in God. And if children, if you are a child of God, say amen. amen. Okay, then listen. If you are a child, then you are an heir. Your heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also might be glorified. How many of y'all know that words matter? Amen. Why would he put there that we are an heir? Because an heir is this. A person who is legally entitled to the property or rank of another person upon their death. A person inheriting and continuing the legacy of the predecessor. Jesus died. The Spirit has uh, uh, made a recognition of us together. God the Father has adopted us as his sons and daughters which makes us an heir, uh, somebody who's legally entitled to uh, what that death has given us. A person inheriting and continuing the legacy. Listen to me, continuing the legacy of the predecessor. 
Why did the Holy Spirit come? So that in Acts 1.8, that we could be the witnesses to our predecessor. We have legal right to speak of the amazing things of God. We are the children who can brag about our Father. Come on, somebody. This is our job. We are heirs to that. It has been placed to us. We are heirs to this kingdom. Oh my. Turn with me to Acts chapter 26. How does that look? How does that look? In Acts chapter 26. I want you to understand you are adopted. Do not ever let anyone tell you anything else. You are not an illegitimate child of the kingdom. You are not an illegitimate child of the king. You are a child of the Most High God. We are children, which makes us heirs to what he has given us. Now, Acts chapter 26, Paul is working his way to Rome so that he can bring witness to the most highest officials that have ever uh, ruled a nation. And in 26, he is with Agrippa, one of the kings, making his case. And this is what he says. He recounts his conversion experience. It's so interesting that Pastor Caleb got so excited today. I should have just let him just continue to preach today, but I'm more excited than even he is to preach what I'm going to preach. But he talked about the, the, the things of salvation, what we have. And this is what... Uh, Paul is doing, he's recounting his conversion. You need to recount your conversion. Don't let the greatest miracle that has ever happened pass you by. Don't let it lay in the background. You were saved for a purpose. You were saved to become an heir. Isn't that right, buddy? Come on, give me some. Give me some. Yes, all right. Listen to what Paul says as he recounts his conversion. And remember, you're adopted. You're an heir. Now, Paul says this. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me saying in Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you, listen, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? To make you a minister and a witness, both of the things that you have seen. Now listen to me, listen to this next line. Because I want you to know something. When God fills you with the Spirit, there's something that happens in that moment because there's some things that are going to be revealed to you that are going to continue to fashion who you are. And Paul is saying, you're a witness not of just the things that you have seen, but the things which I will yet reveal to you. God is in the process of continuing to reveal something to his people. I don't know about you, but there was something revealed to me about how amazing God was in the midst of our worship service today. 
Verse 17, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom uh, I now send you. This was not in the original conversion idea but what of, of Saul. But what Saul said is that God has guaranteed his protection. That there would be, and you see all the things, if you've read the book of Acts, Paul goes from one thing to another, a shipwreck, people wanting to stone him, being let down in a basket, all of these different things that are happening, but God guaranteed him. See, when the Spirit of God lives inside of you and God speaks something to you, nobody is going to change it. Nothing can transition it. If God be for us, who can be against us? Isn't that what that scripture says? Well, when God speaks an idea to you, a destiny to you, he's not just looking for uh, words to share. He's setting forth something that's going to uh, transform something. Verse 18, what, uh, uh, what is he going to do? His, his mission is to open the eyes of the Jews and the Gentiles in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins, now listen to this, and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by me in faith. See, this just keeps getting better and better and better and better. First, he assures this idea of us being adopted children. Second, he says, because of that position, you are heirs because I have passed. Now you are an heir. And the third thing that, uh, the, that the scripture is telling us that not only are we adopted, not only are we heirs, but we have an inheritance. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Make sure you write these scriptures down. This stuff is so good. It's just amazing how good it is. Listen. In verse 18, and I'm going to start backwards here. In verse 18, Paul says this to the people of Ephesus. He, he's saying that, I, I hope that your eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, which are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is his exceeding greatness of his power towards us, who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Turn back with me to uh, verse 11. See, Paul is saying, I want you to understand, I pray that God would open your eyes. My prayer today is, is that God would open our eyes, that we would see the magnitude of the idea of the Spirit coming into our lives. We are not alone. Jesus left, but he left us the spirit. We are, we are not orphans. He has adopted us through the spirit that we could become heirs. And now it says in verse 11, in him, everyone say in him. In him. Say it again, in him. in him. Also, we have obtained an inheritance. This is what Paul's saying now. We have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. 
In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also having believed, now listen to me, that you were sealed with the promise, sealed with the promise, who is the guarantee, the Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. Listen, when you buy a new car, they give you a warranty, don't they? They give you a guarantee that they say that for the next 36 or 48 months, if anything breaks down in that car, you have a complete guarantee that you can bring that back and it will be fixed. There's something about a guarantee that says it will provide a formal assurance, a promise that we will do what we say we would do in that agreement. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption, until you walk into that place of eternity. Come on now. See, the, the Holy Spirit living inside of you is going to guide your life in such a way that God guarantees that Spirit will walk you into the place of your eternal inheritance. Why? Because you are an heir. And that's how the Father treats His children. Listen, when you see the wacky stuff that's going on across the nation, take a deep breath. You're a child of God. This is not your eternal destiny. This is not your home. You are sojourners just passing through, making a difference so that your inherited guarantee that is sealed by the Holy Spirit will one day not only take you to the place of that truth, but everyone you come in contact with. It's our job to be witnesses of this amazing Jesus who served the Father so we could see what he looks like and we could become an adopted child of that king and be an heir to everything that he has to offer. A person inheriting and continuing the legacy of your predecessor. Royal, that's your job. Omo, that's your job. Your job is to be the one that tells people about your predecessor. That's our job as heirs. And we have everything that we need. We are legally entitled to everything this Bible says that is ours. Oh, come on. The Bible says that his promises are what? Yes, and they're amen. There's hundreds and hundreds of promises in here. And all you got to do is be an heir. To be an heir, listen to me out there. If you're listening to this message, to be an heir, you must ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. You must find salvation in the only one who's worthy of our praise. Turn with me to Colossians now. Colossians chapter 1. We've almost wrapped this up. Oh, come on, somebody. Now you know why I wanted to give you a piece of paper. Now you know why I want you to write this stuff down. I don't want you to forget this. See, the enemy 
wants to steal your place as a child. He wants to tell you you're not worthy. He wants to tell you that as soon as you get it together. He wants to tell you all of these lies. No, Jesus says, come just as you are. I'm the one who cleans up the mess. You made the mess, you'll never clean the mess. Just come and let me be the father to your life. Verse 12 in chapter 1 says this. Giving thanks to the Father, it's the Apostle Paul. Boy, he talks a lot about this. Giving thanks to the Father who is what? Okay, he's, he's what? What does qualification mean? Sometimes you have to have something before you can get something else, right? Sometimes you go into a job interview, if you're going to be a teacher, to be qualified for that, you have to have had the five or six years of experience and the certification for what purpose? To be qualified. You cannot step into a classroom to teach unless you have been qualified. That's, that's a great thing. That is a wonderful feeling. When you go towards doing and accomplishing something, and what you've done is you've qualified yourself to do what you want to do. Listen, in, in football, you had to go through two weeks of all-day practices in 100-degree heat. You had to pay the price. But when it came time for the first Friday night in September, you were qualified to go out on the field because you paid the price. Here's the great thing about what we are qualified for. Somebody else paid the price. And he has qualified us. Listen to me. He's qualified us to be partakers of what? The inheritance. Come on, somebody. Listen, if you think an earthly inheritance is, is something that is, is, is an amazing thing, uh, just wait till you get your heavenly inheritance. Now, I'm not opposed to earthly inheritance. But, and, and we should all be planning to do that. That's biblical. We should be planning to leave something to our children and then our children's children. And you better teach your children how to handle the money you give them or there ain't going to be nothing left for their children, I guarantee it. Guarantee it. But listen, he's qualified us. He qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Listen, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us where? Into the kingdom of the son of what? His love. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. Turn with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to close here. And I, I'm gonna, I, I want to define a couple words here because you got to get this today. You got to get this today. Okay. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in Him, they're yes, and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he, listen to me, now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God, listen to this, here's the key, who has also sealed us 
and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Moreover, I call God as witness against my soul that to spare you I came no more to Corinth, not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, and by faith you stand. I want to look at these two words, just real briefly, sealed and guaranteed. The word sealed means this, to establish or secure something definitively. There's no doubt about it. When the Bible says here that the Holy Spirit has sealed our inheritance, you can know that it was definitively taken care of. Uh, uh, and, and listen, it excludes the possibility of reversal or loss. When, when God seals something, you know what? If God before us, you know, that's why we stand in the place of, that's why we say in a wedding, you know, let no man put us, what God has, has joined together, let no man put us under. In other words, because God has given a guarantee for this, that he has excluded the possibility of reversal. That, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. When you begin to waver an inch in your faith, Look up into the heavenlies or into those principalities or powers and tell them enough of your lies. I am sealed indefinitely by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within me. When you feel like you can't accomplish what God has called you to do, you need to say, look, I am an heir to everything that the kingdom has to offer me. Nothing can be left to uh, 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 not or nothing. There's nothing that can't be given to me to complete my mission. I'm an heir. We're sealed, established, or secure something definitely, excluding the possibility of reversal or loss. The second word is guaranteed, and the word means to provide a formal assurance or promise. Didn't we just read for all of the promises of God in him are yes and they are and in him are amen? Well, the, the reason he wrote the word guaranteed there because it means a formal assurance or promise. Especially, listen, that a certain condition shall be fulfilled relating to the product, service, or transaction. What's our transaction? What is our transaction in this guarantee? His life for ours. Come on. You can't make this stuff up. This is amazing. That we are sealed indefinitely. Nothing can come against us. We are guaranteed because of the transaction that was made. His life for ours. Would you stand with me today? I want you to understand that this Holy Spirit thing is just not another thing. That the infilling of the Holy Spirit is not just something to brush off. The, the Holy Spirit was with people in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, in the New Testament church for the purpose of the sealed guarantee. The Holy Spirit is in you. 
not just with you. That's why he can place his guarantee, because part of who he is is inside of you. And, and I just feel like today that God wants to tell you guys that your destiny is just unfolding. When I was reading the part that, you know, uh, that he, he continues to reveal things about our future, this move is just the beginning of a fresh revelation for you guys. And you had mentioned in a text, I'm taking the Redeemer DNA. Don't take me, take him. You are sealed with his promise. I love you, Cody, you know that. And you know I'm making a play on words here. And I'm glad you're going to take the Redeemer DNA. But God's going to reveal something to you guys when you become settled in of the real reason. This isn't about an increase of position and of, of money. This is about an increase of what he's going to do through you guys in, in the ministry. And so I couldn't be more, I couldn't be more brokenhearted. <laughs> but I also couldn't be more excited. Tammy and I are both just extremely excited for you guys. T, come over here, baby. Could you guys all stretch your hands towards them? Explain to some people. Cody's taking a promotion, and in a couple weeks, he's gonna be, the, the family's going to be moving to St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so uh, is, this is a great day for them. This is a great day for them. And so, Father God, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for these guys. We thank you, God, for their dedication. We thank you that they are forerunners, the first in so many things in their lives and families, Lord, to accomplish the things that they have accomplished. You have given them and formed them and fashioned them as a team to do great things for you. And, Father, I just pray that you smoothly take care of everything that needs to be taken care of for the move, and that, Father, when they get there, that you would begin to reveal to them the real purpose, which is the ministry that you have cut out for them while they're there. Father, watch over them. Let the sealing that you have sealed them with come to pass. Let the guarantee that you've given them be their portion. And, Father, we just thank and praise you for their destiny and the destiny of the children. The kids are going to be great through this. They're going to be just fine. God's got it all in his hands. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. And may you grasp to the fullest that you would look in the mirror in the morning and say, I am an heir, I am adopted, and I have an inheritance that is sealed and guaranteed. God bless you guys. Go in peace and have a tremendous week. God bless you.